Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Uh, you, uh, Ulysses, usually, usually we have a Monday takeaways episode, but considering the influx of emails and voice memos that we continue to get, we figured why not do a third and final installment for now of yet another mailbag episode on the Tampa Bay race. I'm loving these. I'm loving these mailbags. I think we're allowing people to express themselves and and you get the fandom to kind of vent with us mm-hmm. and grieve with us and and you know it, it, it's a cathartic experience to be a fan of a team so i think we should all be allowed to have a space so we can all kind of yell out in frustration and uh this is great i love it uh and so let, let's keep it going gonna be a long off season so keep sending in boy, those uh, oh boy yes it is since 2018 since 2018 kevin it hasn't mm-hmm. been this long a, 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 of an offseason, so here we go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't even want to think about that 2018 team. Gross. <laughs> How that team won 90 games. It's a college, it was a college it's team. Amazing. It was lovely. It was lovely. Uh, oh, my gosh. All right, let's get rolling here. Uh, this one from Kyle Rodriguez. He says, I am listening from Pennsylvania. I started listening to you guys this year and became a big fan. Thank you. Uh, my question for you guys is whether or not you think any postseason performances will have any impact on offseason moves. Not saying this should happen, but for example, how does Brandon Lau's postseason performances factor into when the trades inevitably start flying around in spite of his great regular season. On the flip side, do you see guys like Wander or Randy getting any longer-term deals? Wow, that's a loaded question right there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think Brandon Lau is in any danger. I don't think no. he's going to get traded. I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be bad. You know, being in, in the lower half of the lineup next year. No, I think Brandon Lau is just a cornerstone, and he's going to be there no matter what. Uh, at mm-hmm. least for next year, for sure. For sure, next year, Brendan Lau will be wearing a raised uniform. Um, so n- yeah. that's that's number one. Number can I can I just put this yeah. in perspective again? $4 million next year for a five-war player, near five-war player, five-war position player. Moreover, if we just want to look at this, look, we're all sulking about the 0 for 18 slump that he was in. But at the end of the day, and yes, they were the four most important games of the year for the Rays, but it was still a four game slump. And, and I know it's carried over in 2020 postseason struggles and 2019 postseason struggles, but um, yeah, I don't think anything we've kind of addressed this already. I don't think anything's happening to Brandon Lau for next season anyway. So. No, no. And, and you know what, if you don't like war, if you don't like analytics, I'll just put it this way. A guy that can drive in close to hundred rubies and has 39 home runs. You don't just like give them away because of a four game slump. So I get it. 2019 and 2020 postseason, but yeah, he's staying. So yes. moving on from that, um, 
on the flip on the flip side, do you guys see Wonder or Randy getting long-term deals? Again, I think a lot of these questions are really good, but they're going to be hinging on the CBA. What about the collective bargaining agreement that's expiring in the first week of December? What are the negotiations going to be like? Because if we see something like, well, there's going to be a salary floor of $100 million. Well, now the Rays are, are in, 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 the, in the lucky camp, at least Rays fans are, that you, know, you get to see $30 million plus mm-hmm. being added to this team. And if I were a race fan, I wouldn't be like, Oh, you know what? Let's get that guy. And let's get that guy. And let's get that other guy. Mm-hmm. Nope, 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 nope. Give me the in-house talent, a Brennan Lau type contract, maybe even more. And that's where I would sign Wander Franco. That's where I would sign Randy Rosarena. That's where I would sign, honestly, Shane Boz. Yeah. I, they did it with Chris Archer. Uh, when when he was young and boy did that turn out to be such a good contract that they did with Matt Moore and that turned out to be a pretty good contract too. It, it, it wasn't an albatross either. So you can do that with young pitchers. I would do it with Shane Boz uh, and um, Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena, of course. It's been a while since the Rays have given a contract extension to a guy. Yeah. I think Blake Snell, believe it or not, was the last guy. That was March of 2019. Yeah. And they've actually had conversations with Randy Rosarina, but nothing ever quite materialized. Right. And I read some reports that the Rays started to sour a little bit on Randy after his arrest in Mexico. Um, and you know what? At the end of the day, it really may not make all that much sense for the Rays to give Randy Arazarena a contract extension, considering that he won't be arbitration eligible until I think the 2024 season yes, where he'll be 29 years old and he won't be a free agent until 2027. And by that point, I would think the Rays would probably move on from there. Wander Franco, I'm sure the Rays would absolutely like to uh, lock him up long term but i'm sure that he has a figure in mind and if that figure is not met he will uh, hedge his bets and that'll be a discussion as to uh th- that this will have to be a future episode you know what what would it take to sign wander because i think he has he's looking at that tatis contract he's yeah. looking at whatever juan soto is going to get whatever vlad guerrero is going to get he wants to be part of that conversation he probably wants to uh, meet or surpass some of those records. I'll just say this. I don't think you're getting him for a Ronald Acuna eight-year, $100 million deal. I could be wrong, but I think he would hold out for something bigger and better, in my opinion, as as it stands right now, anyway. You 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 gotta think so, but uh, yeah, no, uh, that that's how I would look at it. I and I and your your Randy point uh, because why would you give a guy more money if you're still going to maybe trade him by ARB too? Mm-hmm. If that's the plan of of, of trading uh, Randy by the time he's thirty, and that's ARB one, ARB two, why give him the the the, the deal? Obviously, you could give him the deal, and then it, you could get better pieces right. back. Yeah, that that would be a, an investment of sorts, but. Ultimately, I think Wander Frank was more likely to get a, a long-term deal than, than Randy, but we'll yeah. see, of course. Uh, okay, what else do we have, uh, Ulysses? We've got a voice memo from a longtime listener, Austin Holloway. So let, let's uh, check in with Austin and see what he has to say. Hey, guys. Austin Holloway here. When the Rays finally do bring home that trophy, when they finally win the World Series... Will the starters contribute more innings than the bullpen? 
We saw it in 2020 and we saw a little bit of it in 2021. The amount that Kevin Cash uses his bullpen, it taxes him. It tires him out way too quick. And you just got to have those horses to ride through October. Um, I'm looking forward to what you guys have to say. I thank you for a great regular season and a great divisional series, I guess, and look forward to hearing from you guys in the off season. Thanks. That's a really good question. Yeah, that is a really good question. You know what? It's not just the rays that are doing this. Everybody around baseball is turning on to this philosophy or idea. Just look at what's going on in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Currently Max Scherzer's only throwing four innings. Okay. Uh, Ian Anderson's only throwing three innings. Nate Eovaldi has become a five and dive guy. Chris sale has become a two, three inning guy. I think in game one of the NLCS, the Dodgers used eight relievers, yeah, eight pitchers, not a starter. Like this is, this is what it's become. The, the throws just basically piggybacking multi-inning relief guys. Okay. We'll have Christian Javier throw two innings. We'll have Framber Valdez throw two innings and then we'll piece it together. So uh, I am leaning towards just giving you my answer here, Ulysses, as of right now, if this, and I think there will be a point where this becomes a cyclical thing and it's going to have to get back to normal or what we have known traditional starters to be at least a couple of them. But uh, if the Rays are, are only training their guys to be four or five inning guys, if they're not going to let Drew Rasmussen throw more than five, if they're not going to let Shane Boz go deeper than five or six, then and I, I would lean toward, yeah, the bullpen throwing more innings. And, and I think there's going to be an emphasis on more Colin McHugh types as wow. well. So that, that's just what I see as of today, as of right now. And, and we know the Rays are a team that they don't, it's not very often that they've got Charlie Morton and Blake Snell into the fold. They they're, they're working with a lot of young pitchers right now, and they're trying to protect those arms and they don't have that, you know, that, that Justin Verlander, Zach Greinke type, uh, you know, the, the Kershaw type guys. So I think it's, I, I, I think it'd be close, but I think the bullpen at the end of the day, when you include the openers and everything that they do, that they would throw more innings than the Rays if, and when uh, the Rays do get a world series. You've seen it. Yeah. 2020, 2021, how it's been like 50, 50 between the bullpen and the starters. I, I, I have to disagree though. Mm. I, I think you only see that in 2021 because of the repercussions of 2020, no baseball, you you very six, six, 60 games for some of the guys right. that actually played. So you had to take care of the arms in 2021. I have to believe that just because we have seen it in other teams, it doesn't mean that this is now the new trend. I think the trend this year was let's take care of our arms, everybody all together. We've made it to the playoffs. Let's not blow anybody's shoulder off. Let's take care of each other. But in 2022, when you have now had a 162 game season where you kind of, you know, used the kid gloves on a lot of your pitchers, now I think you can see a little bit more innings put on the starter on on the starters. If you see McClanahan averaging five innings, I would expect that to go up. Drew Rasmussen, a guy who has never started before, I would I would expect four to five innings to be a five and two thirds. I would expect Shane Boss, who had been giving six innings and five plus in the in AAA and Double I would expect that guy to now be a five and two thirds kind of guy too in 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 major leagues. Now, 
Patino is the question mark. I think Patino is the one that they've they've kind of held back a little bit more than the other three. So we'll see if he even is a five and dive guy. But I have to believe that the we've seen it across across MLB. It's because of 2020 and the repercussions that that happened. It's not. I hope it's not a trend because there is something and and call it sentimentalism or whatever or or boomer. I'm a boomer, mm-hmm. but. I I would rather, and this is just a style of watching playoffs. I would rather go head to head, two aces. I would rather see Shane Boz go seven innings against Nathan Eovaldi. Right. I just do. That's just the baseball I prefer. And 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 you listener, if you disagree, that's that's the type of baseball that you don't want to see, and that's okay. But all I'm saying is that's the the baseball I, I'd rather watch. But then again, as a race fan, I just want to get the W's. And to get to the post uh, to the postseason, that's the type of, of baseball that helps you get to the postseason. Now, in the postseason, that's a whole different game ball game, and that's a whole another different question. Now, the whole wrinkle though is if the Rays throw in one of those bullpen days. Because I think the question is, you know, I think it gets to a point where the Rays, maybe they are okay with one or both of the Shanes throwing six or more innings. Okay. But what about the rest of the rotation? Do, are they going to allow, or do they just say, "Screw it, we're doing a couple bullpen days, or we're going to piece it together"? So you got I, you got to know your horses. Yeah, is Shane Boss and Shane McClanahan the only guys who will throw six? I guess uh, Drew Rasmussen. Again, the the thing is with the two pitches, you got to have a third one. That that's what happened to Tyler Glasson. So let's mm-hmm. see the evolution of 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 this pitching staff. Are, is Drew Rasmussen going to elevate that usage of, of the changeup or yeah. curveball or whatever may have you? I mean, Tyler Glasnow was nails after he got that slutter working in 2021, that third pitch to keep guys off space. So we'll see if that happens. I think another thing that kind of I I lean towards more of the more bullpenning, if you will, is now guys are wearing they have technology. They have real time metrics that say, is this guy losing some stamina? Is he losing a tick of velocity? Is he losing a tick of spin? And when that, right. ha- how many times do they show a shot of the dugout and the, the coach or the manager or a player is staring at an iPad? Well, Scherzer, they said it. Apparently his fastball velo had gone down a mile and a half yeah. since the last inning. So they were like, okay, he's, he's toast. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, you know, if the Rays do continue to go with this bullpenning idea, um, I think you have to invest or keep around some of your veterans. Think about, uh, I would looked up some of the numbers of some of the guys that the Rays let go from last year's mm-hmm. bullpen or 2020's bullpen. John Curtis, Jose Alvarado, Aaron Loop. Pretty darn good numbers. Pretty <laughs> yeah. darn good numbers in the aggregate. Yeah. So just throwing that out there. Uh, today, we want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part of it all, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, going into the mailbag again, still have some uh, several more questions to get through on today's show. Uh, this one from Mia Franz, she says... 
Thanks as ever for the podcast. It's given me a chance to grieve and to rage a little over the past several days. Friday, Sunday, and Monday just felt like a desperate patchwork of arms. And I found myself thinking, even if we pull out an ALDS win, how are we ever going to survive the ALCS and the World Series like this? My question is, if we don't have a full rotation of starters next year, can we ever truly make it all the way? Even with Shane squared and maybe Drew, we're still pretty light on aces. Is it possible to dominate in the postseason this way? Again, this is kind of like the question that we just had. Yeah. Um, the, the answer to, to answer this, Mia, we, we got to hope. First of all, no. I don't think I don't think you can just bullpen your way to a championship. I don't think so. Be, they get tired. I mean, these are human mm-hmm. beings. Like just because on the Excel spreadsheet it's is is a great matchup against this guy, but like the rest management that now that has actually become a lexicon between fans. Like yeah. the rest management, you know, it, you have to rest these guys. You have to be good at taking some days off. The problem is because the games are so heavily invested into either you go home or you keep going, you sometimes push your high leverage guys to the point where they become Nick Anderson in 2020 and their Mm -hmm. arm falls off. But then again, sometimes you're going to be in a situation where you say, do I go with my high leverage guy who's tired or my B low leverage guy who hasn't been used that much, but is a low leverage guy, right? That's why I don't think you can just bullpen your way through the ALDS, the ALCS, and then a a World Series. It's very, very difficult. It'll be your most uh, difficult 11 wins. So, no, you can't do that. But, 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 like I said in the first segment, what do we see from Shane McClanahan, Shane Boz, Drew Rasmussen, and and Luis Patino in length? That's going to be – because if you start to see – that they're still going four innings out, four innings out, five innings out with like less than 80 pitches, like we saw in 2021 mm-hmm. multiple times, then yeah, then get worried, Mia, because then the what happened in the postseason in 2020 and 2021, we're going to see in 2022. The, the Rays will make it to the postseason. Yes. But we'll see the same unfortunate end. And it's kind of weird thinking with – the bullpenning idea because there's a reason that guys are in the bullpen, right? Either they didn't have the skills or the skill set or the variety of pitches to make it as a starter, or they didn't have the stamina or endurance to make it as a starter. Ideally in a perfect world, you would like, Hey, every guy we can develop into a starter and deploy as we want to, but it usually doesn't work out that way. And, you know, Speaking to Mia's question there, look, I, I don't think there's going to be any question that the the Rays will find a way to have enough starters, a full rotation of starters. I think the question is, will they be good enough? Will they be top-notch enough? Will there be a true ace and a true number two and a true number three? Right. What is What are the Shane's development pathways and Drew's development pathway? And maybe, look, in, in the playoffs, normally you don't have to you don't need that number four or number five guy, or you don't need them to start necessarily. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, during the, you know, if you really wanted to put together a full rotation, yeah, you can throw in Yarbrough and Dietrich ends and, uh, you know, Tommy Romero or something like that. Like you can get, 
I think they'll find enough arms to get through it, but it's just, are your, is your number one and number two, are they postseason worthy? Are they good enough to power you through the postseason? I think that's a big question. That's a big question. And we'll have to see their development throughout the off season and then in, in, in the regular season. And, Again, you, you talk about only needing three guys throughout the postseason. That's that's true, but it's so much better if you have four. And yes. the race have four. They really do. Patino, the two Shanes, and Drew. So if these four guys can really step up in 2022, then don't worry about it, Mia. If you see yeah. them going six innings re- on, on the regular, boom. Then, then the postseason is going to be fun. If you see the five and dive with less than 80 pitches and nobody became – Nick Anderson of 2019, Nick Anderson of the 2020 regular season. Nobody did that in the postseason in 2020. Yeah. Nobody. Everybody got hurt. Everybody got hurt with shellacking. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the issue. If you're going to bullpen, you better have a Mariano Rivera. You better have a Nick Anderson there. You might even have an Emilio Pagan mm-hmm. of 2019 where you can just like, okay, no, we, we ultimately trust this dude. The Rays did not have that guy. When they did have that guy, they used him in a 5-0 game in game four. I miss some good old-fashioned pitcher's duels. Moving the game along, and that's what I love about it. It's like two-hour, two-hour, 10, two-hour, 15-minute games. When you get into, all right, each team is going to use nine different pitchers. All right, looking at the clock here, it's uh, been a four, four-and-a-half-hour game. What are we doing, guys? We're going to get called boomers by the, by the listeners here. But look, man, I, I do. Yeah. I do miss the seven-inning guys and the six. I'm not even asking for seven innings, Kevin, for real. Like, I'm just asking for six. Give me six. Uh, give me a quality start. Tall order. My Tall goodness. Order. Uh, Yarbrough can give you six, but he might give you five or six earned runs in addition to that. Hey, yo. So, okay, uh, what else do we have in the mailbag here? We've got Tanner Jones, who says, hi, guys, love the podcast. Well, thank you, Tanner. Uh, people seem to forget about Yanni Chirinos. He could potentially be one of our starters next season. I assume he should be healthy. Well, thank you, first of all, Tanner, to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to send us this comment. Uh, yes, Apparently, he is healthy, and he looks really, really good, physically speaking. Uh, another listener, Michael Palumbo, uh, who had the ins and outs of Tropicana Field, uh, he actually saw him in, in, in uh, I, I believe, late July or early August. He saw him warming up, and he looked really, really good. So yeah. that's good news for the race. And, yes, people do forget about Yanni Serenos. Remember when Yanni and Ryan Yarbrough both came in at the same time and they were both treated with openers? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, there was, like, Team Yanni and Team Yarbs. Yes. I feel like Team Yanni is going to get redemption here in 2022. I think Yanni is just chomping at the bit saying, let me get back in there. And he's got a spot. He has got a spot to 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 get in there because Josh Fleming, they might switch him over to the bullpen as we saw later in the year. So that fifth rotation spot is open, and he's mm-hmm. done the opener, and they know that he has been successful with that and without the opener too. So we'll see. Yeah, I I just wonder about how cautious the Rays are with bringing him back into the fold. I don't know if they would slip him in immediately as a starter or say, okay, we're going to have you work. One, then two, then three, then four innings, sort of like I guess they did in a way with Drew Rasmussen and went from there. And yeah, Yanni Trinos is a guy that we've talked about him a little bit, but assuming he's if he's able to return to his old self, 
that's a really, really good number four, number five. Yeah. Really, I mean, when he pitches to his potential, he's a number three. Yeah. If you look at his career, 365 ERA, 1.139 whip, and 199 strikeouts across three seasons and 234 innings. I mean, he was really, for the most part, overshadowed by Glass now in Morton and Snell. But he, and what I like about Torino's too is, uh, I mean, he brings a different look than some of the other pitchers out there. I, how many that's raised right. pitchers throw a split finger? Oh my goodness. So yeah. I think that that's one thing, uh, the as movement well movement on that sinker too. the movement on all of his pitchers, yeah. the, the, the sinker, the splitter, the slider it's and he'll, you know, I know he, he'll work the sinker 92, 93, but he also has a four seam that he'll ride 95, 96, 97 yeah. at times. So I, I like what he brings to the table for sure. Um, it's just about, are they going to be ready to go from, okay, you threw 11 innings in 2020 and then you got hurt to, are you ready to throw 120, 130, 140 innings? I wonder no. if there's going to, I think it's, they'll have to be very, I, I almost wonder if he's going to go into a Colin McHugh role. You know what? You could use him as an opener himself Yeah, to, to get started as an opener. And then boom, you, you put a Fleming or, or whatever, a number five spot there, Tommy Romero. But I think by the end of the season, you could see him being stretched out to yeah. four or five innings, and, and and that would be glorious. I mean, honestly, if I see Johnny Torinos pitch 100 innings for the Rays, things are going good for yeah. the Rays. The only thing I'm a little bit not concerned about, but something to monitor with Johnny Torinos, I know in 2019, he was very, very susceptible to the long ball when he left his pitches up. Yeah. And uh, in the AL East, and in some of those ballparks, and you have the Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. And you have the Red Sox and you have the Yankees that could mean for a lot of home runs. So that's just something to watch out for going forward. You got to keep the ball down just like Built Bar helps yeah. you keep the calories down. Hey, there we go. 130, 180 calories per bar. They have a lot of chocolate and yet they are so, so healthy. You've got double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie. You've got cherry barcia. You've got raspberry. You've got them all, people. So you've got to go to built.com. And once you get all your flavors in check, in line, do not hit the buy or purchase button. Hit that promo code beforehand. It's LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off on your order. So remember, go to Built.com to get some delicious, healthy Built Bars filled with chocolate. We all like chocolate. I bet Yanni Torino's likes chocolate mm -hmm. too. So get yourself some Built Bars promo code LOCKED15 today. All right, a couple more questions here. Uh, this one from Jake Stokes. He says, maybe with the bullpen guys getting healthy and the possible addition of more pitching help next year will be even better. Shane, Shane, Drew, and Luis got some valuable experience and are a damn good addition at a quality vet or two, and I love where we are going next year. I love this mailbag episode. Mm -hmm. People are Honing in yeah, on what they expect to do in the offseason and, and and to see in the next playoffs. And that's pitching, 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 pitching. Say a P, a pitching. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look, man, I think, again, the four guys, you've got Drew, uh, Shane Squared, and, and Luis, hopefully. Then you've got a, a nice piece like Johnny Torinos, like we just talked about. Mm -hmm. That's nice to know. Josh Fleming, depending on how he's going to be stretched. Kevin said, Tommy Romero is out there for, for the graphs. A Dietrich Ents. Did anybody like how Dietrich Ents looked? I did. Yeah. Brent Honeywell. 
Brent Honeywell, hello. Although Brent Honeywell is a strange case yeah. because he had the four years on the 60-day IL. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he has become a minor league free agent or a major league free agent. Some, some, I know he has Ooh. a funky – they gave him an extra year of the 60-day IL. But let's hold on the Brent yeah. Honeywell talk. I got I to gotta find out about that. Uh, but, yeah, man, you've got a lot of names for that fifth spot. Question. Yeah. Question. So Jake mentioned add a quality vet or two. Is there any way or do you think gut reaction right now that sure. they bring back Yarbrough? He's a veteran. They bring back Waka. He's a veteran. And or they kick the tires again on Chris Archer. He's a veteran. Do I think or do I want? Do you think? I, I think I know your answer for want. I think I know everybody's answer for one. <laughs> okay. So we're on the no. But again, the there is the idea that think? it's a 162 game season. You need arms. You gotta have arms. Look, think I I I can see them going after Waka again. Okay. Saying, look, we liked what we saw when he dropped the cutter off. Can we show him the data saying yeah. if you drop that, you can become a legit good five yeah for this rotation i wouldn't be surprised if that ha- if that were to happen and again because of the irregular season that he had mm-hmm. i wouldn't expect his salary to go up from 3.5 million dollars no. already it would be around that area three 3.5 yeah. so maybe even maybe even a, a, an increase because a, a, of time spent in mlb so maybe five million yeah for waka i can see that i cannot see the archer thing 19 and a third like what you're just going to give this money to a guy who just couldn't you know throw the ball for more than 20 innings 19 and a third for six and a half million dollars i don't think you should go down that road and yarbs he's got traded you know label all over him yeah and i didn't even mention McHugh, but McHugh might have priced himself out of tampa bay and may have earned him a multi-year deal and very good for yeah. him. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Jake is trying to goad us here, but I don't see the Rays going after, uh, you know, offering eight, 10, $12 million to bring in a name, no. so to speak, or uh, a guy. Okay. Let, let's, I, I don't see the Rays kicking the tires even on Corey Kluber or of last year, Robbie Ray of last year. Marcus Stroman of last year. Drew Smiley of the $9 million. When I think of the Rays going after and adding a veteran, I'm thinking of like Martin Perez. He's saying saying quality vet. Quality vet to me means a guy who can put up better numbers than Michael Walker. Okay. In 2020 and both in 2021. That is too pricey. For the Rays. For the Rays. For the race. Yeah. So no, I don't Jake, to answer your question, no, I do not see them adding a quality vet. I do see them adding a vet. A bounce back candidate. A bounce back can there we go. That's that's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. A bounce back vet. Uh I, I do see that. A Michael Walker, mm-hmm. once again. I see that, Jake, but I do not see the oh man, he had a great season and he's up for, for one year deal. Right. Nope. Let's get race nation. Not happening. Yeah. Let's not get our, our hopes. And up. I know that like Corey Kluber and some of those other guys were bounce back candidates. But again, I don't think the Rays are going to spend that type of money. No. It's going to have to be a very reasonable 
very reasonable bounce back candidate. In fact, I don't know if they'll go out there and offer a starting pitcher or a pitcher of any means more than $5 million. I think they liked what they did last time. Take $12 million for one Blake Snell and turn (laughs) it into Waka, Archer, McHugh, and Rich Hill. Turn it into four guys, and all of those four guys are going to give you as yeah. many innings as as one Blake Snell does. I think you can see that again. Yeah, take Kiermaier's salary and divvy that up to four or five different pitchers and see what you get out. I of. can see that more than yeah. adding a quality vet. Uh, okay, uh, last one here, Ulysses. What do we got? We have Chris Worthen, and let's hear what he has to say. How's it going, Locked On Crew? This is Chris at TB underscore Bucks for Life. I was waiting a few days to give you my thoughts. Um, I just needed to step away from from some things, especially given the way this series ended. Um, But here are my thoughts now. I I mean, it's just a lot of things went wrong for the Rays. A lot of it self-inflicted. A lot of it, you know, where MLB does its usual... Um, acting blind, you know, obstruction of Randy Rosarena running the bases, Renfro, you know, I don't think he did, obviously wasn't purposefully, but, you know, it hit off his leg over the wall. It was just a lot of things that just didn't go the race way. Uh, Like I said, a lot of self-inflicted, a lot of it not, um, Let's just hope the Rays will make the right moves in the offseason and and hopefully we'll have a chance next year. With that being said, I enjoy listening to your show and we'll continue to listen all offseason. Go Rays. Yeah, I think he sums it up pretty well there, Ulysses. It's like as if the Rays didn't shoot themselves in the foot with some of the managerial moves and some of not taking advantage with runners in scoring position and guys not performing up the snuff. There were some other things really out of the team's control. The obstruction call. Yeah. Renfro gate. Yeah. The umpire ball strike zone. <sighs> and those things add up. No, those they, things add up. They do. But I mean, look, we, we have to turn the page and that's why yeah. th- this, this mailbag uh, episode or mailbag episodes. Yeah. That's why they're important to get it all out. I think Chris feels exactly like he sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> frustrated, frustrated, sad, angry. I think we're all right there, man. Yeah. Uh, so it's okay. Look, um, you know, you, you 29 fan bases are going to be sad every year. 29. We were so close last year to being not in those 29. Unfortunately, that happened this year quicker than expected. And yes, there were extenuating circumstances outside of the race force. But if even if you even if you take the the the, the bat strike calls and the obstruction calls and the, the bounce back and no judgment calls, at the end of the day, if the Rays do not Kevin crash mm-hmm. some situations, if the Rays pitch better in some situations, if the Rays don't strike out as much. As they do, if if all star players behave like all star players yeah. in the postseason, we are watching race baseball tonight, ALCS game three. Mm-hmm. But we're not. And you know what? Again, I'll say it again. I'll say it as many times as I, I as I as I, I think about it. The thing that sucks about this 
not only that you lose against the Red Sox, but the fact that nobody ever will remember that it was because of two straight walk-offs. Nobody's going to remember that. Everybody's just going to remember, oh, yeah, the 100 race uh, uh, season. Yeah, they got beaten by, by, by the Red Sox in the gentleman's sweep. It was two walk-offs in a row. It's a bleeping coin toss. I'm back in it uh, again. Damn it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess we're all in agreement that we're all rooting for the Braves to win this thing. Let's it can't go, be the Dodgers. Braves. It can't be the Astros, and it can't be the Red Sox. Cannot be an American League team. I'm going National League, and it can't be the damn Dodgers. No. Let's go, Braves. Pa, 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 pa. Hey, the fighting Travis Darnos. There you the go. fighting Charlie Morton. Yes. Is Guillermo Heredia still on the team? Yes, and he did a little whoopsie yesterday <laughs> in center field. These oh, Guillermo. Did he drop one? No, he he kind of like he went for it, but then the ball came behind oh. him. So yeah, it was a it's a scary situation for a center fielder to replacement do. level. Guillermo Heredia is replacement level as they come. Uh, the you the know fact what? that they're throwing him out there in a meaningful championship series game is quite amazing. Yeah. So that's why I, I leave it more. Go yeah. Braves. Let's go Braves. All right. Well, we. I hate to make this joke, but we, as Rays fans, may have to start rooting for the Braves six, seven years from now. Oh, stop it. It's not that kind hey, of episode. I know. I know. Oh, but gross. let me look. There's there's 29 fan bases that'll that'll exit this season <laughs> unhappy, but 28 of them know that they'll still have their team in their city long term. For, for decades. You know, I, I saw this, I, I, you know. Apparently, uh, Brian Ald is having a, a talk at the Cuban Club Ballroom on November 12th. Yeah. You know what, uh, you know what the, the title of it is? I did see that. Something about the Rays are super serious about uh, Montreal. The title of this talk, people, by the president of Rays Baseball is The Rays Aren't Kidding Around About Montreal. Who's uh, running point on PR? Is intern McGee... Working for Brian Ald? I think so, because from what I understand, there was a huge PR exodus. So I don't know if they even have a PR staff to speak of right now. It's pretty bad. Intern McGee, stop it. He's like hacking into the the race baseball. And the graphic wasn't very good either. It was like an elementary school flyer. Oh, yeah. It looks like Dunham paint. Yeah, it wasn't. It was some very cheap like clip art, word art. (laughs) graphic not to criticize whoever made that but i think it was very hastily not their best put together who knows it might have been the cuban club that put it maybe put together the but the the title that's all raised baseball or or all brian ald so that's a shame not great brian no not at all okay uh on that note thank you again for making the locked on raised podcast your first listen every day and we will be back tomorrow in the meantime be sure to check out the locked on mlb podcast